Hi there. Welcome back to Grist Home Podcast. My name is uh, Joseph Byers, and it's been a minute. Uh, I apologize for that. Mostly it was due to my own um, various things going on and stuff of that nature. Um, so again, I apologize. Um, we are still continuing with this Grist Home serial, uh, the second chapter of three chapters in the prequel series to the uh, Grist Home book, which I'm currently writing. Uh, it's looking to come out hopefully sometime in the future, um, but you know, publications and stuff like that might make it a little bit difficult to do so and might slow down the process plus editing. So in that case, um, like I said before, um, we're going to switch over to a longer running podcast called Grist Home Origins. And this is going to be focused around some of the people that we see in the series now, but we're growing up at the time. So we'll get to look into a little more backstory uh, about the school at large. I wanted to say thank you all so much um, for always sticking around. I know it's kind of difficult when the podcast isn't updated regularly. Um, I kind of like to take many hiatuses, and plus I... I'm a human being and have a life too. Uh, so as this is my fun time uh, to do something I really enjoy, a hobby, um, it does have a little bit of hiatuses here and there. So I thank you again for your support. I thank you for listening to the show. And one last final word, please be kind. Be kind to the people around you, friends, enemies, neighbors, especially in this time of uncertainty and chaos. So please be kind to them, and I'm so excited to get into the next episode. Also, one final thing before we do, we're thinking about creating a Fizz Nation Twitter channel. So that way, everybody can uh, have access via Twitter. You'll be able to find uh, links to both this podcast and my other podcast, Third Shift Thoughts with Joe Fizz, uh, which updates once a month or if things get busy every other month or so. So with that being said, we're going to cut into episode 2.6 in the series that we have going now, Despair in the Departure Lounge. Lucia recoiled as she saw the young man, not only was his arrival so sudden, but his appearance was slightly off-putting. He was clean-shaven, well-groomed overall, slightly androgynous. Despite what she knew based on her intel from Rob Horn, he had steel-gray eyes that seemed to see through the other side of Lucia, and it was quite unnerving. Leon? she asked without hesitation. Yes, Madame Frey. He extended a hand to the witch. Alpha Society has been waiting for you. So you've said. Annoyance at this guy, now, was prevalent in her voice. I take it that Rob has made contact with you? He has. The voice drifted. He has. He told me that Alpha is supposed to supply the platinum ether? Yes. Leon smiled. I get that he sends his messengers with as little information as possible for operational security. Screw you, Lucia thought. The man produced a tinny sound from his throat as he laughed. 
I'm sorry if I offended. Did did he just read my thoughts? Leon turned his back to the witch. You didn't. This way, Madame Frey. Leon almost seemed to glide through the forest. What the hell did you get me into, Rob? Is this why we're always accepting admissions at Gristholm? They made their way through the forest, despite Lucia's own mind telling her that they had not gone quite far at all. In fact, it seemed as if they were going in a large circle. Lucia, however, knew that things at Gristholm had a way of manifesting in weird ways, beyond the conventional. It would often come into play, not only with her magic, but with things she would most likely have to deal with through Robhorn. She got lost in her thoughts as Leon stepped abruptly in front of her. She looked up and saw one of the most fancy buildings she had ever seen on campus. It was slick, with very gray exterior and gray fascia. The modern nature of it caught her just as off guard as the way they had arrived. Leon smiled through his exhaled breath. Home. Lucia pushed past him a little bit. She put her hands into her trench coat, but felt the way her wand rested reassuringly into the side of her coat in its holster. Whatever Rob had gotten her into, she was prepared to rip him for it later. Please, please come in. We want to make sure a guest of Rob's is welcome into the society. Leon stepped forward onto the pathway that led to the society's door. Lucia tentatively followed. The path was silvered cobblestone, that was immaculately curated. The gardening had been done, but every plant looked like it had been frozen in time and slightly chrome-colored. It took a closer inspection from Lucia to note the chrome-colored coating on the plants. But Leon was looking at her with a slight frown as she stood. Come in, please. Lucia sighed, I guess. She proceeded to the steel-colored door and crossed the threshold. Her jaw almost hit the floor at what she saw inside. Chrome was definitely on the color scheme for Alpha Society, with just about every modern commodity that one could think of. Every new video gaming system, every new appliance, new TV, new furniture with light gray schemes, new light. The most color that the room had to offer was dark blue. This was carefully accented into the furniture. As Lucia made her way into the lobby area, Leon whistled loudly. Several other androgynous members of Alpha Society came from the fringes of the dorm areas and convened in the living room. Welcome, officially, to Alpha Society. All of this is Lucia Frey, one of Rob Horns. He paused and looked at Lucia before returning his gaze to his fellow society members. Friends. Sure, Lucia sighed. She's here to get an update on the progress of the Platinum Aether. A voice came from the back. The, the Platinum Aether is not ready. Leon turned his head and Lucia heard a loud crackling sound. Not ready? What? The voice now hissed. 
We prepared it for a later date to go to Mr. Horn. The purely androgynous individual stepped forward from the rear. It needs a little more time to come to fruition. Leon cocked his head sharply, so much so that it caused Lucia's heart to flutter in fear. Are you kidding me right now? We have a deadline! I, I know, Leon. I, I, I know. Carlotta. The person looked up. Strike one. Lucia shifted where she stood, now very uncomfortable. The individual clutched the crooks of their arms and returned behind their housemates. Is there anything I can take back to Rob just to show that y'all are still working on it? Sure, Leon said without emotion. David, could you please bring the letter I wrote from the study area? Sure, Leon. Another androgynous figure seemed to glide from the room. Anything for the guest, an individual said right behind Lucia. She jumped forward a few inches. P please, please don't scare me like that. Lucia clutched her chest. C can I get a Coke, please? Sure. Lucia checked the feet of the individual that was behind her. They touched the ground perfectly. Shit, she thought to herself. I, I really don't like this place. Something wrong, Madame Frey. Lucia was now beside her. She looked around the room and saw that the group was drawing closer to her. I, uh, don't feel so good. The witch felt herself falling forward. She extended a foot out just in time, but the room began to spin as they continued to approach. Her head, now swimming, felt like a grenade went off. Every piece of matter, gone. But a blast radius to show for the impact. She turned her head to notice Leon's hand on her shoulder in a forceful way. Madame Frey, we're worried about what your boss is doing. Then why are you telling me? Lucia knew something was truly wrong and she felt like a frightened, exhausted animal. Because you won't remember coming through that door. Don't worry though, we will remember you. We will know what you're up to. We will know. Leon's voice continued and contained menace, the likes Lucia had not heard. Even when she accidentally ran into the Guardians, they, they had not been as alarming as this man was to Lucia right now. Drink the water, Frey. Leon's voice filled with menace. Changed from a tin-like manner to one as deep as an ocean. The thing that struck her, even in her haze, was that Leon was not speaking at this time. No one was. Inside her mind... Lucia heard loud and clear what the man was saying. She fell forward onto her hands. Recognizing her knees went weak. Feeling herself being pulled back by her hair, Lucia cried out. And as she cried out, she felt the water hit her face. She swallowed out of instinct and coughed it once it went down. The voice came from haste from behind. Take her. Brand her. Send her with the message to Horn. Lucia yelled as the frequencies rebounded off of her eardrums. One by one, the entities came to provide their aid in order to carry Lucia to some location. And despite Lucia's distorted senses, she was processing what was happening. She was being taken through the chrome hall somewhere, and it couldn't be good. Good evening, one and all. This is Dylan Derringer with more updates on what is going on around campus. Bring your updates on the Gristone geese and what exactly dinner is on this cold night. 
First things first, I'm thrilled that you requested my name to be on the ballot for the upcoming homecoming dance. Sadly, I cannot attend due to personal reasons. Wouldn't have a body to go with. <laughs> oh, joke never gets old. Anyways, we have the official result here in my office from student life. Let's see what we've got here. Ah, yes, your homecoming king is Joaquin Lupon. Congratulations, Joaquin. We are very excited to see you start your shining career as royalty and proprietor of the crown. We will see who the lucky lady will be eventually. I should hope. Per Gristholm tradition, the king selects his queen, and the pair pick the court. As about as unfair as that could possibly be, we don't peddle in tradition. In other news, nothing else was found out by campus safety regarding the fire in the science quad. Science students, be sure to turn off your burners before leaving for the day. Never thought I would see the day when scientists needed a reminding about such things, but alas, big brains require big reminders. So it seems, as always, any suspicious activity, please report to Campo or your RA or RD. They are here to help after all. Tonight's dinner will be a rousing assortment of dried kidneys turned into beans to be made in an entrail chili. The fall is approaching quickly, and with this quickening suspect is the fall cuisine. So excited to see more soups and homestyle meals coming to the table. I love a good cup of bat soup. The weather tonight is a nice partly cloudy with no chance of rain. The moon's approaching a full phase soon. Be sure to set out your minerals and rocks to be charged in the moonlight. <laughs> Other than that, good night, Gristholm. Here's to a quickening approach to the fall. This is Dylan Derringer signing off. To say that the society members were rough around the edges was nothing sort of an understatement. Lucius' head was swinging from side to side uncontrollably, like a limp noodle. The society members were not ripped athletes by any standard of the mean. They were no more athletic than she was, in fact, even less so. But her feet were dragging the floor of the never-ending halls. She swore as her head was swaying, she saw gray skin on the ankles of the people carrying her. Her head rolled back, and as the light caught the cranium of one individual... The head grew, and dark, sunken chasms of eyes started back at her for a split second, before following the contour of the hallway. Murmurings were exchanged between the people carrying her. As she was trying to process what this all meant, there was a brisk turn into a room that Lucia had not seen the door to. She landed on the floor with a loud thump as the captors stepped into the dark room. Manair. One said to the figure hunched over a desk, Is the brand ready? Lucia's eyes rolled to see Emmanuel look up from the table as the other two individuals looked at him. Yes, the voice was convicted, slightly sullen. We will take care of Madame Frey. Lucia tried to get up, but the silent member kicked her squared in the gut. Stay, human. The witch felt her wand press into the side of her body. This is not for debate. 
Lucia caught the light perfectly once more and saw the same image of the bottomless-eyed entity. The hell are you? She coughed up blood. In a jerking motion, her body was pulled by a manier into a chair. We are the Silver Dawn, having left our home beyond the reaches of your galaxy and landing here around the time of the Guardians ascending from the ether. The first entity said, We've been studying the Guardian magic and the Platinum Aether, which we found could harvest and place into humans. For, for what? Lucia breathed, head slamming into her chest. She was aware of something insanely hot approaching her left arm. Rob's plan, of course. What does... The pain hit her brain. In a white-hot light, Lucia felt the poker descend beneath her skin and deep into the subcutaneous. The swirling pain leveled her previously delirious state. It was replaced with questions. Questions of what was going on. Questions of where she really was. And questions of why these creatures were tampering with her body. It's simple, really, Emanier said calmly. We need the humans for our own studies. Your boss needs them for his own ends. With his magic and our platinum aether, he can bring back the old creatures. Lucia cried out in pain. The old creatures, of course, include the Guardians and the Grimfairn. He won't tell you that, though. But of course, Robert decided to double-cross us on a shipment that was supposed to be sent last month. The students were supposed to be of the premier crop. They were but sick ones that he pulled from Billingstown. The prod descended even deeper, so much so that Lucia thought it was going to pop out the other side. Sad, really. We had to eat them. Can't let good human go to waste. Wasn't what we liked, was it, Grey Dawn? It was not, they answered in unison. Lucia's eyes bugged out of her head as her vision shifted, with the entities now growing tendrils that looked like octopi. She felt whatever was inserted into her arm begin to dig deeper, now descending towards her elbow. A restraint began to form around b both of her arms. This doesn't matter, though. Emmanuel twisted the apparatus inside Lucia's arm. The pain was causing her to black out. The old creatures are Rob's main goal. He needs them to fuse with the human race to bring about a new era of calamity. So much so to not be challenged. He needs us simply to provide the Platinum Aether from our own reserves and mining of this planet. Naturally, we can synthesize it to fit his needs. It's not as good as the real stuff, though. Another sharp twist of the device sent Lucia's arms tensing against the metal restraints. Now, Emanuel had the same octopi tendrils descending from the bridge of his nose. Madam Frey, what we are doing here is creating a tracking device and a brand... We won't take you into subservience and make you a snack. Just test to see what we can do with our technology. He began to pull the prod out of her arm, which was now starting to bleed profusely. The tracking device will be for when we create our herds of humans later, but that's our end game. Now, we use you as a guinea pig. The witch was profusely sweating and tried to reach the back of her mind for something, anything to help. It won't do you any good to cast an incantation. I can read your mind. Emenier laughed. What a pity. A maester in training can never break these metal bonds. The other gray dawn laughed. Almost done, Madam Frey. Then you'll be on your way. The prod exited her arm. Don't worry. 
We won't be able to read your mind with this device. It's only when we are close that we can delve into the human mind. Tears began to stream down her face, and Manier took another item from the table behind him and pressed it against the exit wound of Lucia's arm. It began to burn her skin, whatever it was. She mustered up the courage to look at her mutilated arm and realized she had a tattoo. Even in her haze, Lucian knew she never had a tattoo. She recognized that whatever Amanier had done, he had sealed her wound up with some kind of tattoo. The bond slowly rotated, and Lucia began to bolt. She fell face first onto the chrome floor. The gray dawn circled her and laid hands on her, hoisting the young fray to her feet. Amanier looked deeply into her eyes. She saw ancient abyssal holes that were furrowed into annoyance. Now, for the memory cleanse. Lucia struggled more and more and began to say a word in the old tongue over and over. The Grey Dawn touched her forehead and she felt a deep scan of her memories. It was violating. And as the memories passed before her eyes, tears began to fall and bounce off the chrome. Ten minutes later, Lucia was thrown into the rain along the forest floor. The door shut behind her and eyes began to close. She was beginning to hear the sound of sirens. Lucia forced her eyes open before sleep took her and saw Resin and Casey sprinting towards her. Resin stood away from Casey as she shut the door on the now sleeping Lucia. He looked at Alpha Society, thinking about what he and his dad had talked about. He relaxed his eyes, sniffing. His senses were heightened, having done what his dad recommended. Rezin projected his senses into the house. The first thing he saw was the people in their rooms, some in pairs, some looked like they were studying. The wolf saw one standing behind the main door. Rezin shifted and sighed in annoyance. Who are you? He thought. The one who did that. The other mental projection gestured toward the car. Don't be the second son of Fenris Wolf. Gristholm was recorded, produced, and engineered by Joseph Byers. Looking for more info about Gristholm, check out the Gristholm Twitter page for a little bit longer until it transitions into the Fizz Nation Twitter page in which we will post more info about Gristholm, Third Shift Thoughts, and other future projects by Joe Fizz. And also, thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like this podcast, be sure to share and like it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever podcasting uh, item you use, such as uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc. And be sure to tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your workers, coworkers, anything that you can do to spread this podcast is greatly appreciated. And thank you so much for listening once more, and we shall see you soon.